You're listening to the Lean Six Sigma for Good podcast. We help you learn how Lean and Six Sigma concepts can be applied to nonprofits, NGOs, and not-for-profit organizations. Visit us at LeanSixSigmaForGood.com. In this podcast, I interview Michael Ariola, who is a product development consultant and Agile coach at SunMic Management in Katy, Texas. He uses Agile processes and frameworks to streamline development processes, increase team efficiency, drive collaboration, and reduce wasted time. He's a project management professional, PMP, and Agile certified practitioner from PMI, and holds numerous SAFE certifications from Scaled Agile. He has a master's degree in management information systems from Texas Southern University, along with a Six Sigma Yellow Belt certification, and has a bachelor's degree in accounting from Rufus Giwa Polytechnic in Nigeria. In this podcast, I talked to him about his work with large organizations like SAP and Bank of America, but as well as government agencies like North Carolina Department of Information Technology and nonprofits like the Houston Center for Literacy. In this interview, Michael brings up topics like Agile, SAFE, and DevOps. So if you're not familiar with these terms, check out the show notes where I've got definitions around these different topics, including business agility. I've also got a video of our interview, and I've included subtitles for in case there's terms or topics you're not familiar with. You can find the link to the video in the show notes as well, as well as a transcript from our conversation and other links that he mentions in our discussion. I hope you enjoyed this interview. Thanks for listening. Welcome, Michael. Um, can you just give me a little bit of background and, and uh, tell me how you got into your, um, your current roles and some of your schooling and background? Oh, thank you, um, Brian. So um, my name is Michael um, Areola. I've been, um, I've been in, um, at my, I started my career you know, in, uh, from accounting. But um, along the line, um, I was interested in the uh, SAP. SAP is an, a leading uh, enterprise resource uh, planning software. So I was testing SAP, and then from there, one thing leads to the other. And I, when, uh, so I ventured into project management, and then when uh, I started learning about uh, Agile as far back as in, uh, I think, 20, 2010. Okay. And then I sat for my first certification in Agile in 2014 at PMI ACP. So it was kind of new to me then because I was, uh, my background was in a traditional uh, methodology. So for a couple of uh, months, I was, uh, you know, making research. And then after my certification, I understand a little bit of you know, the kind of career opportunity and then how uh, Agile tends to be helping uh, new organization because of the, uh, the digital transformation, uh, the digital age. Um, you know, so when SAFE uh, came, uh, came on board, they came in, um, Scale Agile Incorporation, they came in with a, uh, you know, the higher level of how you can scale Agile from that team level to program and then up to portfolio, so they give us a, 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 you know, a kind of a new perceptions about how uh, you can combine uh, people improvement with process improvements, you know, to um, allow organization to deliver value and quality, you know, to customers or to the end users. 
So the early Agile was focusing on people. So Scale Agile uh, combines Lean with uh, DevOps and Agile. So that platform was, um, I find it very intuitive. So I aligned with them. And then ever since, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a certified uh, safe program consultant. Okay. Um, my organization also partner. I'm also a partner with SAFE. So we, I train, I'm a coach. And aside that, I also consult. I help organizations to you know, transition uh, either from, uh, you know, from the waterfall predictive uh, methodology into agile mindset. I also help organizations to you know, transition their basic agile uh, um, transformation to a lean agile by scaling them up to a program or a portfolio level. Okay, so so you you have like an IT background, and then you got into working in like SAP systems, and then you kind of learned um, about this new methodology you're calling um, the SAFE is the certification around the Agile. Is that correct? Yes. So we have numerous certification in our body of knowledge. So okay. SAFE happened to be one of them. Okay. So I, um, I have I have masters in uh, management information system. So the information uh, you know uh, management is not new to me, but um, save um, is the leading role when it comes to um, adopting or transforming uh, an organization, especially an enterprise. You know, into okay. agile. There are other bodies of knowledge like um, we have a. Um, PS, uh, PS, is it uh, PSM? And uh, we have um, Scrum Alliance, you know, but most of those other organizations, they are not at a scale um, level. So enterprise level, okay, I see. Yes. And so could you kind of explain the difference with the waterfall model and the agile model? Because I think that's something that is different for people who aren't familiar with agile to think about a project or a program rolling out with a more flexible approach with Agile? Okay, so one clarification I would like to make is um, most there's some misconceptions about Agile. So Agile is not competing with a traditional approach. It's not competing with Waterfall. So, you know, Waterfall is, um, is uh, we, we call it a predictive uh, methodology, you know, where you have to gather requirements or elicit requirements. Your requirements is, is known. And then so you can start a project from, <laughs> from inception and then deliver at the end. Mm -hmm. But having said that, um, Agile came in to, uh, you know, to give us that uh, opportunity you know, to work with customers and then most especially incremental delivery. You know, that is the basic principles of Agile. Okay. You, know, you incremental delivery, you know, in a, uh, in a cyclical order. So you have short, short iteration, and then you deliver incremental value, something usable to customer mm -hmm. versus waterfall that delivers, you know, uh, a, a chump, a, a lump sum of uh, requirements at the end, uh, you know, of the contract. And also, with uh, save uh, with agile, you you know it has been it, it, it has been well researched that uh, when you deliver heavily and frequently to customers, you tend to earn premium. 
your 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 your, uh, your quality i mean your product works premium because at that time uh it's not commoditized you you, you enjoy that uh, monopolistic uh, power until people start realizing this is a new invention or and they, they start venturing into that and then they, the, the market is flooded so and then the quality will still be maintained but uh the, the, the supplies outweigh demands and then the price will crash so if you if you want to innovate you need to use agile because it's going to make you to deliver your products incrementally you keep your customer busy you don't uh, you don't give them too much and then uh, you, you also keep them busy and then the, they can also help you to validate you know your products versus uh, waterfall where you have to look for someone to go and seek requirements and then but with agile you the customer is part of the process you know there's a lot of collaboration and then there's a lot of validation constant feedback and then because the value flow freely because you manage the queue properly. So every stages of waterfall, you know, is embedded in the, in in the, in agile. But it's just that we are able to do it in that within that short short windows of uh, uh, of iteration. So we do all the design, all the uh, uh, elicitation, implementation, and validation every two two weeks. Yeah, and I think that's um, that's interesting that you said that it can fit in with a traditional waterfall because you're just instead of waiting weeks or months between interactions with the customer or milestones, you're saying every two weeks we are touching base with that customer and making sure that we're on track and we're getting feedback and we're hearing from them and keeping them engaged so that we can learn from the the next iterations and the updates we've been providing and that's going to build that innovation like you said um, yeah. so yeah i think that's i've seen just watching from afar just seeing the growth of agile just take off this you know over the last 10 to 20 years and it's been very impressive and i think it's mainly because the the methods work really well and people and the customers and the people involved in those processes seem to enjoy that process better yeah it's, it's actually not a method it's a mindset mindset Okay. Mindset, yes. So because um, if it's a methodology, then I can come over to your uh, company and then implement the same process, you know, without looking at your culture, without looking at your environment, you know. So it's a mindset. So you try to learn the principles and then you apply it to practices to derive the values. Yeah, you're right. It's just like in any improvement work, it's most of it is the mindset around we're going to talk about problems and we're going to try to solve these problems and we, we can solve these problems and it's okay to have mistakes and issues. We're not pointing fingers at people. We're, we're pointing figure, fingers at the process that's broken. So yeah. I think you're, that's very similar to what I've experienced. So, so yeah, yeah. having said that, you know, there are, there are some challenges. <laughs> there are some challenges. <laughs> so most people, they, they, they can't reach that uh, sustainability level after their transformation. So uh, later we can touch and talk about the, the how to you know prepare the environment for agile. Most people okay. just you know like any other process improvement, it's required change management. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 
so you, you've done some work with like the nonprofit world or some of the government agencies or is yeah. that a space you're moving into? Yeah, so I, I've done a few with them. So this practice is very new to nonprofits. Okay. So, you know, initially when the Agile first came in, it was uh, basically for software, you know. Okay. But with SAFE, with the um, advent of introducing uh, Lean, you know, Lean is a proven uh, methodology, uh, you know, that has been used for many decades. So we now take um, uh, Agile outside software hmm. so to other functional area of uh, organization. So that, the, the latest version of uh, Scale Agile Incorporation is called uh, Business Agility. So which means every, okay. yeah, every functional area of organization or service management, you can be agile. So hmm. they're talking about uh, dual operating process. You know, the initial one, um, Operating process of uh, that was being used, you know, by old uh, methodology is still in place. But on top of that, we're saying that uh, you can build agility, you know, into your processes. And then, so most governmental organizations find it intuitive. Mm -hmm. So they are the 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 end result is different because most of businesses they are in, most most organizations they are in business to make money to to profit. Yeah. Okay, so, but my experience with um, with the governmental uh, transformation uh, in North Carolina, I, I work with uh, uh, with uh, uh, information technology department. Is uh, they they started using uh, agile, you know, to deliver values to yes. citizens. So they're using agile, you know, from the because they were so embedded with a project management approach. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's kind of new to them, you know, telling them to change from project mindset to, from project to product management. So the, most of them are being bound, uh, they're bounded by some regulations. You know, yeah, that says yeah. you have to use project management, hand value analysis, you know, to do your budget, to do your project management control, but agile doesn't work along that route. Mm -hmm. So they started to make those changes. And then, so those are the areas that initially they have challenges. So, but now the agile is helping them to manage, you know, they use a lot of multiple suppliers so Agile is creating that um, avenue for them, you know, to manage uh, agencies, multiple agencies, especially with um, uh, SAFE. That is uh, something that SAFE call Agile Release Train. So the Agile Release Train helps multiple agencies to come together and plan together, to resolve problems together, and it creates a kind of alignment. So this is cost effective. So. Right. Uh, agencies doesn't have to, uh, they, they don't have to use individual departments to execute projects. So now we can bring multiple agencies together under the agile release train, and then we can create alignment and then be able to continuously um, deliver value to the citizen, you know, increase mm. service, improve services. Yeah. So in that area, Ministry of Defense, um, Pentagon, everybody is growing on Agile right now. Hmm. And also there are some other um, 
areas that I've worked with non-profit organizations like in counseling and area working with organizations that um, you know they you know I help them to apply and lean and come down you know to their way that they manage and their flow to, to reduce the queue so everything is inclusive of agile principles with lean so that is yeah. one area that uh, safe is helping us a lot. They bring all that together and then you can, you know, deliver that to your clients where you can help them construct a Kanban board and then you can help them to manage, um, you know, the, the inflow, you know, of, of their work from beginning, you know, to the end, helping them to establish what we call value stream mapping, you know, value stream and then mapping the value stream, helping them to see, you know, how they deliver value from beginning to the end, you know, making sure that um, they are able to deliver uh, quality and value at shortest and sustainable uh, lead time. You know, helping them to establish the difference between the development value stream and operational value. Operational value stream already is existing. So we let them know that, okay, uh, people that's gonna help you to develop your products or your services, you know, they need to work on you know, and then bringing DevOps, uh, you know, into the process. So. It's not just for profit making, you know. Mm -hmm. We do that for service uh, management and improvement. Uh, uh, you know, delivering quality. Everybody wants to deliver value and quality. That's really eye-opening. I think when people understand that the value stream and where they work inside of a bigger process, and that yeah. the goal around making that experience run more efficiently than just a lot of times people are focused on their own piece of the value stream and they kind of lose sight of how they're impacting or impacted by the bigger process. And uh, I think that's, I've always found that very eye-opening when teams start to look at their work as a value stream and they see that I need to change my work to get the value stream to run better. Yeah. I, and so, yeah, I think that it's great to hear that, you know, the agile fits in nicely with the value stream mapping. Yeah. Um, principles and, and the, the non-profits will find this very intuitive because you we're talking about oh how do you divide your service well how do you divide your services to your to, your, to the to the end users oh okay this is the trigger point and to this point and then okay so our, our focus is going to be you know within that trend and then you can pick up area of improvement instead of uh, we're looking at a project and then this uh, other department is running this project, multiple projects sometimes uh, in the area of um, when businesses are looking for, you know, to reduce the price or to create a barrier. I, I would say it's very useful to both profit and non-profit organizations. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm really excited about, you know, working towards some of the UN Sustainable Development Goals you know, that are out there with, you know, big challenges with hunger and poverty and, yeah. and um, environmental problems and water usage and things like that. And so, yeah, I see these methods of lean and agile as ways we can help these organizations that are working on those big problems to do their work easier and simpler and faster yeah. and higher quality and higher value and yeah not wasting money on, you know, projects that are, don't really help the end user and the end recipient who needs that service or help, you know, so 
yeah, I think that's really exciting for me to, um, and that's part of like this podcast is trying to get the word out that there are some good techniques out there for doing things smarter and better. If you like this topic, please check out Lean Six Sigma for Good, Lessons from the Gemba. Volume one is released and available through Amazon. We will soon have an audible version coming out early 2020, and we're working on volume two as we speak. Volume one has eight chapters written by different authors who share their experiences applying Lean and Six Sigma to not-for-profit organizations. All proceeds from the sales of the book series will go to the nonprofits selected by the authors. Thanks for your support. Yes. So using using uh, project management to manage your initiative is, is outdated. Yeah, it's outdated. So the, the Agile is good for any uh, high risk. Whatever you think, oh, this is a risky endeavor. Uh, you know, it's going to require a substantial uh, financial commitment or it's going to have to reach a wider uh, audience. Then you can... S- Start to introduce, you know, lean approach, you know, in a cyclical orders to we can. It's not like we have to do like a big uh, plan. It's you know, continuously improve, relentless improve, you know, one after the other until, you know, we reach that uh, sustainable uh, state. So what you you went through and how did you get through the safe? certification did you go through some training or did oh, you yes okay <laughs> so I, I i i started um as a safe uh program consultant so that was um that was like three days uh training okay yeah and then uh after that i sat for my exam and i i passed and then that enables me to implement uh safe you know, at, at enterprise level. Uh, but I wanted something more than that. So I wanted to be able to train. And so for you to be able to train a particular, so in, in SAFE, we have a different certification. So we have uh, SPCT. So uh, SAFE program um, consultants, you can train or coach every other uh, classes, but you have to get, um, there's something we call um, enablement. If I want to coach a Scrum Master, I have mm-hmm. to pass the Scrum certification. Okay. So I have to assign that to myself. I have to, and after that, um, I can start training, um, you know, or coaching. So I can coach in an organization, I can help them with transformation. But when it comes to dispensing a certification training, I have to go through that enablement or get certified very neat yeah any other like examples you want to talk through it could be the for-profit sector or non-profit but um anything else you wanted to share as far in terms of like how you've helped organizations or some of maybe examples that you enjoyed or some of your favorites yes so like um the states that i work with in the north carolina so the, the process like i said earlier on is it, it could be challenging Mm-hmm. Um, because we, there are some, um, when you want to introduce an agile, you have to derive the vision. The management have to get the buy-in. Mm-hmm. You have to have an executive sponsor, someone that understands what we're about to do. So yeah. it's just like any other change management. If you don't get the buy-in, you can't make it happen. You have to right. have a coalition. People that believe in the dream, that can run with it, that can help you. So because along the line, you will see some driving forces and then you will see 
restraining forces. So the, the driving forces will help you to run with it. They're going to convince others you know, to work with you. But the restraining forces is just that they are not just, um, they don't buy into it. Yeah. You know, maybe sometimes they've undergone a failed change management, um, proud of that. And so for, for me, my strength is, you know, to build uh, bridges, you know, using my business acumen and then my capability to work with a technician, a technical people, you know, to go across the highs and then try to understand uh, what are their concern or constraints. And then we'll try to see how we can help them out. If it's as a result of past failure, then we can start showing the results incrementally. So, because we are not dealing with um, a huge uh, initiative, so we're looking for a pilot project and then we can start uh, showing them how uh, this is gonna work out. And then this, as soon as they start seeing uh, improvement, they, 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 they come on board. But sometimes it doesn't work that way. It requires a, <laughs> something I call a firepower. Yeah. Someone with the leadership coming to tell them, this is the way to go. And this is where we're going. It takes that authority sometimes to make change happen. Right. Uh, also, <clears throat> making yeah, building coalition is um is is key, especially in a governmental environment where there, it's not like a, a business area that you know it's your you have to do it. But they are very they are kind of laid back when it comes to uh, operations in the government sectors. So they are not you can, they, you don't get things done like that quick quick quick. Yeah. So you have to understand the terrain, so the culture, and then okay, and then uh, I talk about regulatory uh, requirements also that says okay, this is being regulated by law, so you can't change the way you're doing the, your governance, the way you're doing your your monitoring, the oversight is backed up by by a law, so you just have to understand that and you know go with what you can go with, and then try to see how we can improve. This is my experience with governmental. But in outside the non-governmental with the other uh, non-profit that I work with in the area of the, making sure their flow uh, system is improved, their cube uh, system is improved. It, it doesn't, it's not that much different, but outside the government uh, arena, uh, everybody is always business-like, even if it's non-profit, that's a target, okay? But the government um, approach, it, it, they don't have a target. So, you know, they make this, uh, um, they, 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 their budget is almost like a blanket budget. And then each, um, each, each agencies will have to submit a huge, you know, paper. And that's not how um, Agile works. But uh, right. yeah, I mean, right now there's a lot of improvement because they've started implementing. So uh, we have, that, that's, uh, we're bidding for, so we bid for contracts. So okay. most of these government agencies, so there is a bid that we just turned up very um, early last year, but because of the pandemic has been put on hold. So we're gonna start uh, introducing lean portfolio, you know, to replace, to replace the traditional project management portfolio, because we want to collapse the, uh, the notion that the program manage multiple projects. We want to bring everything under the value stream. The value stream is under the portfolio. And then the, the, the value stream will control, you know, the agile, the strength. So the, the, the mindset is changing. 
Yeah, and that's I can imagine it's a little challenging when you're bidding for some of those contracts with, you know, traditional mindsets around these big packages and, you know, <laughs> fill out this detailed form about the, how it's going to turn out. And they want this confidence and assurance that it's going to work exactly like that. And that's not yeah, reality. They're going to make you to bid for this new mindset using the old mindset. So the template <laughs> they're giving yeah. you is a, is a waterfall. Well, we want you to do a uh, work break grass structure. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that could be uh, frustrating. Uh, yeah. So yeah, hopefully you start to see more in the future where they're um, looking for more of, uh, of you know an agile mindset with these bids oh, yeah. and contracts. I think, yeah, I think yeah they, they are getting it now, and then part of the problem they were thinking you know they have huge supplier they use a lot of suppliers for most of them. so it's like how do we coordinate, but with the introduction of agile release train so. Coordinating activities with suppliers is is easier because mm -hmm. uh, we don't care what methodology they're using. What we care is our increment. Make it happen. Be part of us. Learn what we're doing, and then get it ready when we need it. And I think that's um, really important. What you said about doing like a pilot project to help build the support and the change management around you know a new way of doing the work. Um, but to your point. Sometimes that's not enough, right? Even if you have a great success on the pilot, doesn't mm -hmm. mean people want to change the way they're doing things. Mm -hmm. So it does help that you have a leadership that's driving yeah, leadership, change as well. There's only leadership that can sustain the transformation. Right. Yeah. Yep. You're also, so is, is this your own consulting firm that you're doing now or you're working for a firm? Uh, I'm doing my consulting. I have a training uh, outfit and I'm, I'm doing my consulting as well. I'm trying to okay. get some. Um, and is this uh, the desire is to be able to do more, uh, expand some of the work you were doing, or uh, read? Well, yes. Is there a certain oh, oh, audience yeah. you're working with? Uh, part of what we're doing now, we have higher uh, uh, institutions uh, initiatives. So we're trying to go into some management schools in most of mm -hmm. these universities, you know, to. You know, SAFE is talking about uh, knowledge worker. So yep. people started waking up to, okay, what is knowledge worker? So it's like we want them to understand um, the, the terrain has changed. So the, the way uh, everybody wants, uh, before you get on board, they want you to have had one experience or the other about Agile. Even the way the HR hires is changing. So we're asking them, oh, Take the issue of money off the table. When you talk to people, you know what they want. Pay them what they want. And then they, we're talking about stop the annual review process. So if team... And your review better, process, you say? Yeah, the team deliver yeah. good product value. And you make that the team is good. That The evaluation should be based on the team, not manager outside the teams evaluating individuals. Meanwhile, it was a concerted effort. They were collaborating all the while. So annual review should be based on the team performance, not it. So there's a lot of new initiative coming through SAFE. So we're trying mm -hmm. to make sure that we take this to colleges, you know, trying to, you know, most people that are in the, most of the business schools, you know, trying to offer agile training, you yeah. know, and the tools, uh, uh, teaching them how to use the tools like Jira, like, um, uh, like a Microsoft, uh, 
uh, Azure DevOps you know, that we, they can use to you know administer the the, the new mindset. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think um, I'm seeing a lot more like lean and process improvement training coming through mm -hmm. in the business schools and supply chain students and engineering teams. So that's great. I think agile is also needed at the, so people coming out of school are familiar with it and maybe have a little experience with that as well. That's great. I'm also, yeah, so we work with them to let them uh, dispense their academic curriculum using Lean, using mm -hmm. a Kanban. So they're kind of familiar with it. They, there's a lot of, um, that's in the news recently, you've been seeing the digital transformation, um, yep. design thinking, system thinking. These are all part of lean processes that safe is, you know, um, bringing that up together with agile. So we have agile, we have lean, and then we have table. So it's unbeatable. I like that. Yep. Yeah, that um, reminded me, I was talking with a nonprofit recently and they said the same thing that they have just individual performance reviews, annual reviews, no team-based goals or metrics, nothing around the value stream. And, and you know, I think they're realizing that that's part of the problem is if we're all focused on our own performance, it doesn't, uh, we're, we're actually incentivized not to help the value stream or fill in where there's uh, delays or be able to learn other skills to help the flow, right? Um, and so, yeah, I think that's uh, an area that hopefully we're moving away from that and moving to more team-based, like a sports team, right? Yeah. Um, that you win or lose as a team. You don't, it doesn't matter if someone scores a lot of points uh, if your team loses. So they, they, they tend to, they, most of the nonprofit organizations about, I try to send my proposal to them and it's kind of, okay, tell me, what, what is this about? And I start telling them about the characteristic of uh, agile or lean of uh, team-centric uh, value-driven approach. And it's like, uh, what is this autonomous? I say, yeah, you, you, you give them the environment and trust them and then they deliver. So who is going to manage them? They are self-managed. <laughs> 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 That's different. Yeah, very yeah, different. Yeah, they say self manage. You don't need somebody to manage. No, you don't have to. I said, yo, they're going to make me say, yeah. So it's part of the process. When they make me say, they learn and they move forward. And I, one of the directors was like, so at what point in time do you call me to correct them? And the team is going to correct them. I don't know. It's not going to work. <laughs> they didn't believe you. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I think people's mindset about the whole way of micromanaging people, you know, it's like, if not because of the pandemic, they hardly believe people can work from home. Yeah. With this pandemic, and this is what I have been saying. Is the team, you say, team members agree with the team that, oh, yeah, because of the emotional intelligence, we know that this person needs to stay home for one reason or the other. Then the team said they can stay home. So the HR doesn't have any input. It is the team. Yeah. As much as they are producing uh, results, you know, so give them the, just give them the enabling environment and then see them, um, you know, transitioning from that forming stage to a performing stage uh, over time. Yeah, that's, I think the, this year has proven that out that yeah. uh, people can have autonomy if you give them the right uh, goals and, and focus on the customer and the end users and give them the, the empower them to. Uh, make their own decisions and not micromanage 
everything they're doing, I think people find out that they can go faster. And yes, they will make a few mistakes initially, and but they'll also learn faster and be performing much better in a year from now than under the old style and method. Yeah, because most of this uh, in leadership, when they're talking about innovation, you want to build innovation, but you don't want to make mistakes. It doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. We want to do something creative and new, but yeah. we want to do it perfectly. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't work. One time. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is this is great. Is there anything else you wanted to discuss or talk about? Um, um share? yeah, I'm 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 good. Um, anytime you have anything you want us to talk about, I'm I'm available. I'm also an advocate of me. Uh, improvement process in you know, so every uh, area. So I I have a group that I managed, you know, about 200 groups that I created. So these are people that want to learn or people that are already in Lean Agile. So we okay. we have a Telegram uh, page. We move it, we'll, initially it was a WhatsApp, but we move it to Telegram and very soon we're going to have a uh, a website that we can reach out to uh, other. Uh, so we have people within the group that deliver free lectures, you know, mm -hmm. just making people to be aware of this new mindset of we call them agile, agile positive group. So, okay. yeah. So we, yeah, we, at any opportunity, we advocating for lean system to be more linear in the approach. And then, uh, see how we can turn around a situation very fast, especially in areas that uh, people always believe that is so, uh, this is too risky, you know? Yeah. They said, uh, there's nothing like uh, a conflict, but uh, on examining uh, assumptions. So we want to, people to come forward, leadership, let's have your assumptions and let's help you to examine them. And then let's show you how uh, this new mindset can help you to deliver, um, you know, incrementally faster time to markets. And then, if you are if you are embarking on the initiative that is not what it, you will discover because you can fail fast and then change course. Yep, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, and I will. We can if we can link to the group maybe or a way that they can find out more about the group. Um, if you can send me some of those links um, as well as to your, your contact information. So if people have questions, they can reach you. Um, do you. Do you prefer LinkedIn or do you, would you rather have people connect through your website or? Um, I'll give you both, I'm hoping. So I'm hoping to eat out those connections. Great, yeah, I'll post those in the notes of this um, interview. And uh, yeah, hopefully people can connect with you and. Uh, learn more about SAFE and Agile and um, some of the work you're doing. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. This has been informative for me too. I learned I learned some new things. <laughs> me too. Thank you. Sir. Okay, thanks so much. Talk to you later. I appreciate that. Are you interested in learning more about Lean and Six Sigma? Or are you looking to expand your existing skills to apply them to environmental impacts at your work or in the local community? Check out our free online course called Lean Six Sigma and the Environment on thinkific.com. We'll teach you about the Lean Forms of Waste and Waste Walks, which stands for Water, Air Emissions, Solid Waste, Toxins, and Energy. 
We'll go over examples of reducing electricity and solid waste, teach you how to involve your facilities and environment safety and health personnel. We'll provide guidance on how to green your 5S and lean Kaizen events and many other tools specific to finding environmental opportunities. Learn more at leansixsigmaenvironment.org.